the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Right on, Backbone Radio. Matt Dunn here at your service this September 25th, 2022. I know it's a Denver Broncos night, but we're doing our level best to just uh, puncture the Broncos' ratings on a night like this. And we've done it for years, and we've done it successfully. And, of course, this is the place to be. Right here, Backbone Radio, talking about the significant stuff, the stuff that lasts, the eternal verities, and how to save this beleaguered, beloved republic of ours. The phone number, 303-696-1971. And yes, indeed, looks like in Italy, this is our chance to do the Italian segment, the News is coming in. The news is popping up in the last hour or so that uh, God, family, and country is winning in Italy. Giorgia Maloney looks like she's going to be getting the majority of the vote for the prime minister election in Italy. And that would give her, according to Bloomberg Politics, that would give her about 121 seats in the crucial upper house, where 104 votes are required for a majority. And so Georgia Maloney, M-E-L-O-N-I, looks like she's coming out on top, has come out on top, has won in Italy. And why would I bother talking about this? Yes, we play Italian music all the time, and French music, and Norwegian music, and Music from the Cape Verde. We play global music in Egypt and Africa, everywhere. But um, it's more than that, in that one of our our key things is that I am not a fan of globalism. I am not a fan of the globalist elite tyrants that do not care about human freedom and human flourishing, but they care about their own power. And you're seeing it all across Europe, and you're seeing it in America. You're seeing it. Australia, New Zealand, and Canada, and it ties into the World Economic Forum. One of my perennial themes, Klaus Schwab, I see, the head of the World Economic Forum, is one of the preeminent villains of the modern era. And the globalist agenda, of course, is to get rid of fossil fuels, to have us eating bugs and living in pods and watching our propaganda around the clock and the problem of useless people, as Yuval Harari, a friend of Klaus Schwab, says, is, you know, we've got to get them computer games and, and drugs. Well, that's what we've got to do with all these useless people out there. So contrary to everything that I stand for personally and politically, so contrary to anything that has any respect for humanity. All right, but these are power people, power mongers. They're very serious about their power. And the people are rebelling. But yet the story has been that the globalists then crack down on the people who rebel. Like in Canada, the Canadian truckers, they rebelled against the forced vaccine. And what does the prime minister up in Canada do? 
Well, he uh, goes and invades their bank accounts and shuts them down that way. That was really vicious. And the Dutch farmers, those protests are still going on as far as I know. And in France, the Yellow Jacket protests against Macron, you're seeing people take to the streets, okay, all around the Western civilization. And in Italy, man, you should see some videos of the uh, pro um, Georgia Maloney rallies just filling the streets, and they want Italy for the Italians. They don't want to be part of the EU. And um, tell you what, the EU um, is really already kind of cracking down. The EU Commissar von der Leyen has come to us. We have ways to make Italy pay for this, to make Italy suffer for this. I'll go into that in more detail. She's the EU Commissar Ursula von der Leyen. And her response, you know, and it's like they, they can't stand Hungary, which Hungary is a little bit more more nationalist. Hungary for the Hungarians, Poland for the Polish. Looks like it's going to be Italy for the Italians. And again, the European Union Globalist Collective cannot stand this. They freak out about this, and they show their totalitarian colors in moments like these. And I'll get into that in just a moment. But um, anyway... One thing I thought I would I would play here is um, CBS Evening News last night um, came out with a story about Georgia Maloney, the new PM of Italy. She did win her election, but last night they realized, uh-oh, looks like Maloney is going to win, so let's start propagandizing against her. Let's start massive, biased, negative reporting against her from right here in the United States of America. And it's really awful, this report. I mean, they're just basically saying that she is straight-up fascist, she is straight-up Mussolini, and that's how the globalists play. If you dissent, if you disagree with Klaus Schwab, the World Economic Forum, and the globalist European Union, well, you are a fascist, and you are uh, you are evil, and you are a terrorist, and they're seeing that here. That's why it's so important to see these certain cracks in the system. Donald Trump getting elected in 2016 was a crack in the globalist system, the global elite system. And whatever went on in 2020, you know, you're not allowed to say it. You're not allowed to talk about it. But you can say 2016 was stolen, but not 2020. Just keep that in mind, ladies and gentlemen. But why don't we listen to CBS News do one of the most incredibly nasty, biased reports I have ever seen about Amina or uh, Georgia Maloney in Italy, who has in fact won. Voters in Italy tomorrow appear poised to make a hard right turn. The woman expected to become prime minister leads a party with roots in neo-fascism. Chris Lipsey is in Rome. Italy is revered for its history, reflected in palazzos and ruins and statues. But not all of that history is beautiful, and many fear that one particularly ugly chapter could soon repeat itself. This year marks the 100th anniversary of Mussolini's historic march on Rome, plunging the country into two decades of dictatorship, an alliance with Hitler, and a second world war. Today, his fascist party is gone, but many say she is carrying the torch. Georgia Maloney, leader of the Brothers of Italy. What was once a fringe party has ballooned into the biggest in the country, and it's now poised to lead the most hard-right government since World War II. 
Bonucci. The fundamental problem in Italy is becoming the, the illegal immigration. Too many immigrants. To protect the, the traditional family, a family composed by a mom, a dad, and sons. Italy's conservative superstar remains fiercely opposed to adoptions and surrogacy for same-sex couples. The fiery 45-year-old is comfortable with some of the hallmarks of Italian fascism, like this motto. God, fatherland, and family. And that's clearly a post-fascist party um, with a post-fascist agenda. Uh, Irene Caratelli is a political scientist at Rome's American University. It has the flame uh, in the symbol of the political party that goes back to the idea of the flame on the grave of Mussolini. The same flame is on Mussolini's grave? Yes. Now it's a historic election also because Georgia Maloney would be Italy's first ever female prime minister. An important glass ceiling, but one that's been overshadowed by her politics. Chris Livesey, CBS News, Rome. Okay, that was a two-minute clip, and sometimes I'll play a longer one just so we can revel in it and get the full picture. That was the full CBS Evening News clip last night about the first-ever female Italian Prime Minister, Georgia Maloney, who has, in fact, won her election. And (laughs) could you even believe how massively over-the-top biased Every word of that report was. It's all about fascism, all about Mussolini, quote, ugly chapter in Italian history, a fringe party, hard right. Yeah, they use all the buzzwords, buzzwords, roots in neo-fascism. My gosh, ladies and gentlemen, I mean, how disgusting is the media? And see, they're doing the same thing here. That's why it's applicable Backbone. They're doing the same stuff here. It's the same people doing the same stuff, the same globalist World Economic Forum Build Back Better crowd, which is our corrupt, freakish elites running the world right now. And they are not loved. They are not beloved. And they're weak. And more on this in a moment. There we go. Dwight Yoakam's long white Cadillac bringing us back about that ride. And Hank Williams took when... Uh, His last ride in the long white Cadillac, Hank Williams Sr. And I've got some more Italian music coming up in honor of the victory of Italian PM Giorgia Maloney. I wasn't sure where to put that in based on when I'd get the results, and we got them. She won. It's Italy first. Italy first. That's good. We want America first. We want Italy first. Hungary first. Poland first. That's what the people of the West want and are waking up to wanting. The ones that don't, in my view, have been propagandized by the echo chamber to the contrary. Italy's first female PM. And what does CBS Evening News do? They just savage her. Are they like anti-woman? They don't like women? Is that what's the matter with CBS Evening News? Just savaging this historic victory of the first female prime minister in Italian History, Georgia Maloney, who wants God, family, and country, wants Italy first. She does not go for Klaus Schwab. She's anti-Klaus Schwab. She's anti the World Economic Forum. She's anti the godless European Union. Yeah, I like it. Good for her. 
in the European Commission, the head of that, president of the European Commission, Ursula, Ursula von der Leyen, who I like to quote around here. She comes out and talks about the looming energy crisis in Europe. But just so I get a little uh, translation of some of Ursula von der Leyen's remarks. By the way, they, they, call, they, they call Georgia Maloney a fascist, but the real fascist is the European Union bureaucratic commissars who are now going to punish the voters of Italy. That's the thing, is that the European Union is making it very clear that we're going to punish the Italian people if they make the wrong decision and elect Giorgia Maloney. And that's what they're going to do. And here's a translation over from the conservative treehouse. Betsy Jones writes uh, this. Today, Ursula von der Leyen, out and out, threatened all of Italy and its voters. Ursula von der Leyen said of the EU said, we will see the result of the vote in Italy. If things go in a difficult direction, I've spoken about Hungary and Poland. We have the tools. Ooh, end quote from Ursula. We have the tools to punish the Italian people. Those fascists in Italy voted for the wrong candidate. So we nice people who believe in democracy, right? We're going to crack down on those fascists. You see? What a bunch of crap all that is. Who, are, of course, are the fascists? Who are the autocrats? Who are the totalitarians? Oh, we know the answer to that. Betsy Jones continues, and this is the tyrannical European Union, power-mad and vicious, totally unconcerned about the people under its brutal thumb. One by one, it seems individual countries which have been coerced into joining a godless, foul political union sold to them as a purely economic one, have regained control of their pride and their senses. All their cultures and histories were essentially eradicated in obeisance to their new masters in Strasbourg and the Hague of the European Union. I believe these peoples want them returned. And Betsy Jones said, I pray for the Italians, the Poles, and the Hungarians, and any other country in continental Europe, which makes it clear that they will not be subsumed into misery, economic catastrophe, or death, simply because... Ursula von der Leyen, Klaus Schwab, Scholz, and monsters tell them they must obey. What at first seemed like a small hole in the WEF dam with the Dutch farmers now seems to be widening and relatively quickly too. Godspeed to those who have said enough, no more. May it herald better times for them and for us. As yes, we put America first. We stand up to the bureaucrats and the tyrants and the fascists on top and the freaks on top. Just Godspeed to Italy for this. The first female, I love that, the first female Italian prime minister, CBS News in America hates that. Ursula von der Leyen hates that. They're anti-woman, apparently. That's part of their calculus, isn't it? Is it not? God, family, and country, and watch the people crack down on them and try to punish them. But who cares? That's just the world we live in. You got to stand up. You got to stand up to put your own country first. And the elites are in definitely determined mode to put their own countries last and the power of the global elites first. Enough. Enough of that. Spread the word on this, folks. This is the crux of what's going on in Western civilization right now. And it's a big part of what we are up to around here. We follow this stuff very closely. 
and you don't hear it anywhere else. You really don't. I mean, why don't people follow this more? I don't get it. At any rate, more on this to follow. Let's uh, let's start saying some hellos. And Rick in Aurora. We're, Rick, welcome to the program, and glad you're here, sir. Yeah, hi, man. How you doing? Uh, yeah, same old fiddle and guitar with the legacy world media. New York Times yesterday, big hit piece on Maloney. Yeah. So they're, they're all in concert, as always. Yep. It's such a network. I mean, it's such controlled media. It's oh, amazing it that I get to do what I get to do around here in media. You know, it's not prime time. It's Sundays, right? Right. But, um, man, is this uh, – we're criminals, apparently. That's the way they see it. And if it's a, of course, a lefty woman, oh, my God. Yeah. The second coming. It's the same, the same, old, the same old stuff. Yep. You know, if, if you're a woman and you win, but you happen to be putting Italy first, well, you're not really a woman. If you're Clarence Thomas, you're on the Supreme Court, and you're an African-American founding father's original intent jurist, well, you're not really African-American. You see how that all works, right? That's the left yes. playbook. By the way, as a side note, I think uh, Thomas's wife is going to testify in the fake hearings. Oh, that's interesting. That? No, I have not heard of anything about that. And uh, yeah, Jenny Thomas. Yeah, yeah. I think she, they tried to uh, somehow get her in there. So we'll see what she has to say. Good yeah. for her. Yeah, I thought that, uh, that that would be interesting. But do you see how this applies? You know what they're doing in Italy with you know what what Trump is doing here, um, with what Nigel Farage oh, is absolutely. doing in the UK, um, what they're doing in uh, Poland and in Hungary and. You know, the, the, the crazy people on top, they, they are vicious, man, and they are about their power. They're going to be cracking down. We'll see what they do while calling the victims, while calling the people that vote in their democracies fascist. It's amazing, is it not, Rick? Exactly. Yeah. And they do it to every country. It's the, it's the same uh, storyline, isn't it? Yeah. So you saw the New York Times hit piece. Was it the same kind of deal as what CBS News did? Yeah, I won't even bore with you. It's the old, you know... Oh my God, she's a fascist, and you know, the, oh, this is the country with Mussolini. You know, it's it's the same story, basically. Yep, they've they've got their propaganda scripts, and they just go for it, you know. And any, any dissent must be called fascist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rush always said every morning they 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 tell you what they're going to be talking about, all of them. Yep. So the New York Times is doing that, and CBS News is doing that. But uh, you know, the Italians are you know, the people are saying that maybe globalism might be dead in Italy. And uh, and that that's what they want. Is it a democracy or not? Right. That's what right. they voted for. And so exactly. watch the EU crack down on them. Mm. We'll see what they do. They what they're trying to do against the Hungarians and the Poles. Yeah. Whenever there's a uh, what happened during the Brexit campaign, the same same idea. Yep. And uh, boy, they they sure came down uh, in France. And I'm drawing a blank on the the name of the leader in France, um, who's the, the populist in the, the France first candidate. Oh, we just oh, never... Oh, the lady. Yeah, we never can quite get her in. And of course... Marie? They, they, yeah, Marie Le Pen. Marine yeah. Le Pen. Boy, the, the, the global media, the New York Times and the CBS Evening News, they come down on her. But uh, she actually had a pretty good showing this last election, but didn't make it through. Love right. to see more happen there. But Well, Rick, okay. all the best to you, my good man. Take care. Good luck on your next marathon. Yeah. We're, we're the wind beneath your wings. It's Matt Dunn. It's Backbone Radio. We'll be back in a flash. How about a little George Strait?
bringing us back. Love's going to make it all right. There we go. Yeah, and a big salute. Big congratulations to the first female Prime Minister of Italy, Giorgia Meloni. And boy, she just went out there there and just won, just flat out won, putting Italy first, putting Italians first. She put the Italian people first, and then they in turn responded by putting her first. And you got to love to see it. You got to spread the word and that the uh, the globalist tyrants on top. They are they 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 know that they are not beloved. They know that they could be this this kind of sentiment could sweep across Europe and has swept across America needs to do so again to get the tyrants on top out the tyrants that enforce the wide open borders. You heard that CBS News clip about. There's too many illegal immigrants in Italy. That was part of their motivation. But yet the EU enforces the wide open border just the way the global elites do in the United States of America. Unless it's Martha's Vineyard, in which case you put them on catapults, bring the military and shoot them out of there. The good leftists, that's how they approach it when it comes to Martha's Vineyard. We're not a border town. That's for other people. That's for the heartland of this country. But the people, they crack down on your speech. They crack down on your liberties. And before I hit the phone lines, it kind of brings me to a little topic about uh, about bureaucracy. And I know this is something like a boring topic, but you have to understand this about bureaucracies. And you think about the malfeasance of late, just terrific malfeasance of the FBI, all of the national security apparatus, throw in the CIA and the NSA, the surveillance state, throw in the CDC and how they handled covid the Department of Homeland Security, you get these bureaucracies started in a nation like the United States of America. We start these bureaucracies, and they start kind of small, maybe. You know, you set them up, they've got good intentions, you know, the security and the safety of the people and all that. And um, then what happens to these bureaucracies as they evolve? Well, they grow, They grow and they grow and they grow, and they require ever more taxpayer dollars, ever more taxpayer resources to fund them in the first place and then to fund their chronic growth, okay? So um, taxpayers end up having to work more hours, more days in order to pay more taxes to keep these bureaucrats going, keep these bureaucrats funded And these bureaucracies end up taking a life of their own at some point. And in my view, these bureaucracies, the ones I have mentioned, and go down the list of basically all the three-letter agencies, they end up serving the ruling class of this country. They end up serving the people in power. The string pullers end up controlling these bureaucracies. And I quoted an ex-CIA station chief last week, last week's program, who said that, uh, you know, the president of the United States really needs to be able to fire any bureaucrat at any time, no questions asked, if we're going to change anything about this country, the trajectory of this country. And he was in particular talking about the CIA. But what we saw under Donald Trump is that, you know, the executive branch bureaucracies, which is all those three-letter bureaucracies, were completely out of Donald Trump's control. He could not really fire anybody. He did fire, like, Comey or a handful of people, 
And it was like this big, huge ordeal in the media. And it made it like impossible to do that. And um, apparently there's some kind of restrictions on Trump being able to fire people just at will. But uh, that, that individual was saying, you know, you've got to be able to do that. You know, if you want to have any chance at saving this country, the president has to be able to fire any bureaucrat at will at any time. And that's the thing is the executive branch is that the president is the guy in charge. The president is in charge of the executive branch. But it hasn't turned out that way because the bureaucracies have grown and they've grown and they've grown and they've gotten more power, more power, more power. They've shoved the people out. It's not a democracy. It's an administrative state. It's the bureaucrats that call the shots. They'll start calling the shots. Even the president doesn't get to call the shots. Even people elected to Congress and the Senate don't get to call the shots because the bureaucrats are the ones that do, and they're the ones who are there. And they end up serving, again, this, uh, the, this ruling class. They become part of what I call the deep state. They end up running the damn country. And moreover, what we're seeing, especially now, is that these bureaucrats end up directly targeting the American people. They end up directly targeting the taxpayers of this country. And think about the FBI and what they have been up to. I'll go down some things, you know, I've been detailing that. They're targeting the heartland of this country. Joe Biden gets up there and says that, you know, the the American people, the, the MAGA people, the people who disagree with me politically... They're basically the new terrorists. They're basically worse than bin Laden. They're worse than the people that perpetrated 9-11 on this country. And so he's got this whole bureaucracy to go out and target the American people and target the American taxpayer, target dissent. But the thing about it is that it is obviously the American heartland that goes to work and pays taxes in order to pay the salaries of these bureaucracies, these bloated nasty ruling class serving bureaucracies that end up directly attacking and targeting the very people that pay the bureaucrats salaries now what what kind of a racket is that that we have all evolved into is that not amazing that these bureaucracies take on so much power they call the shots in this country and yet we're the ones that have to pay for it we have to pay for the bureaucrat to then come target us back. They're eroding our freedom by eroding our economic resources by costing so much, all these bureaucracies, our bloated government budgets every year. And you can't fire these people. Who is able to, um, to provide oversight of the bureaucrats? No one. There is no oversight of the bureaucrats. There is, they have become completely lawless, They do whatever they want to do, and um, they get away with everything they want to get away with. And you've just seen that with this 11th Circuit thing. You know, the Judge Cannon did this order that, um, you know, we have to be able to have a a special master review the documents the FBI stole out of Mar-a-Lago, the 11,000 documents. And so the DOJ, the FBI freak out. They go judge shopping. They find this 11th Circuit judge that then now, of course, overrules most, the partial stay on Judge Cannon's ruling. See, there is no check or balance on the bureaucrats. There is nothing stopping them. It is pure lawlessness, especially within the National Security Division of the DOJ, which perpetuated the Russiagate fraud, among other frauds. 
and um, is actively targeting any political dissent to their worldview, to the democratic worldview, and the rhinos are a part of this as well. But it just, to me, it just takes the cake. Does it not take the cake for you that we taxpayers are paying for the bureaucrats to come target us? We are paying their salaries. And the bureaucrats don't have that perspective at all. Their salaries are totally deserved and totally justified. And, of course, you servants in America, you need to work hard to pay my salary so I can live large and I can do whatever I want and I can target you and I can come after you and I can, you know, make life hell for you, anybody who disagrees with us, and we can help enforce the dictates of the ruling class and of the people in power. What do you think of this, ladies and gentlemen, the way, you know, Ronald Reagan, there's nobody better than Ronald Reagan about bureaucracy and about how bureaucrats operate and how they barnacle themselves into the beltway, and then pretty soon they're running the show. It is so contrary to everything the founders of this country wanted to set up where power ultimately rests in the hands of the people. But no longer is that the case. The power rests in the hands of the administrative state, of what you might call the deep state, the deep state when it applies to national security bureaucracies. They've got the power, they've got the surveillance state, and you pay their salaries, yeah, and they can spy on you, they can snoop on you, they've got all your records, they can do whatever they want with you and your personal information. Oh, hell yeah. And you're paying for that surveillance. You're paying for the infrastructure of the surveillance state so it can be turned against you. Isn't that marvelous to see? I mean, the founders, all of them, would be rolling over in their graves if they could see what was going on with this country they set up with that noble document, the Constitution. Anyway, I just think that we need to have that perspective more and that the bureaucrats should have more perspective on this, that their salary is paid for by every taxpayer in this country. But no, they don't see it that way. They are not one bit appreciative. They don't sit around appreciating the taxpayer for doing that for them and funding their, their, their cushy lifestyles. No. No, they want to go target anybody who disagrees with them about anything. And they don't want to let the people have the power. They don't want to let the people call the shots. It's the bureaucrats call the shots. Anyway, just a spontaneous riff there. There we go. We got some Italian music in there. In honor of the great Italy first victory today from Giorgia Maloney, Italy's first female prime minister reporting for duty, put Italian people first, and then they respond by putting her first, is how I'm looking at that. That song by Eros Ramazzotti, the Italian part, the English part by Nicole Scherzinger. And somehow people know who Nicole Scherzinger is, but I don't. Who is that? But she's got a very good voice. But it uh, seems like everybody knows her, except me, except for that song. At any rate, I was just riffing on the bureaucrats and the European Union bureaucrats. Man, in Brussels, you want the bureaucrats to run you? The Italians say no. They know they're losing their national identity. They know they're losing their freedom in that, that equation. But, yeah, the World Economic Forum and the Globalist League, they've, they've got their people in there. They've got Trudeau in Canada. They've got Macron in France. They've, they had Merkel in Germany. It's just a, you know, the, the people aren't going for it, folks. Got to stand up against all of that. And they're, they're weak. There's, there's chinks in their armor. And let's see more of it. Let's, let's exploit those weaknesses as they're doing in Italy, Poland, and Hungary. At any rate, uh, 
let's get to some phone hellos and let's uh let's say hello to Nancy. Nancy first in line here and thanks for checking in, Nancy. Yes, so nice to talk to you, Matt. I couldn't agree more. Welcome. Well, thank you. Listen, I think maybe I have an idea for the bureaucracy. Mm. We uh if we get a majority in the Congress and we get a Republican president, why can't we just start taking the alphabet soup apart? Start with the Department of Education and then the FBI and then the CIA and then the NIF, NIH and then the CDC and you know, just go down the line, whichever uh, is most uh, important at the moment. Well, and, that uh, would be a great – and you, you see politicians talk about that from time to time. But I think now there's there's at least a sense among a wide swath of the American people that, boy, that would be a really good idea. The drumbeat to dismantle the FBI over these past three months has never been stronger, never been louder, more deafening. But the thing is, is that, I mean, they have a lot of power, they have a lot of control, and they have ways to get rhinos elected, and of course the Democrats are all in favor of the national security state and the power of bureaucrats. The Democrat fantasy is armed bureaucrats. They love bureaucrats, unelected bureaucrats with all this power, and they're also armed. Like they're arming IRS agents, and they even had like an armed FDA bureaucrat show up at that Amish guy's farm in Pennsylvania, right? And... um the American people, if we could just somehow get that information out there that that's not what the founders intended and it's constricting your freedoms and your liberty. But I would I would I would love to see so much of that because there's no future this country as long as we have the administrative state. Republicans should be well, campaigning on ending the administrative state. There's no no way it can be done unless the Congress, the Senate and the president are all on the same page. And they can start by doing, you know, two at a time, three at a time, whatever, and and just start cleaning them out and and rehiring people or hire people who are appropriate to be in those positions. Or just go without, because the nature or of a... go without, yeah, yeah. These bureaucracies okay. end up, like, becoming organisms on their own. They become monsters, you know, they evolve into literal monsters that start calling the shots and running the show and draining taxpayer dollars and then targeting the taxpayers, right? What if we just That's flat right. out went without? That's right. And, you know, every department has a myriad of sub-departments, mm-hmm. city areas that uh, they fund and that uh, are... are some way uh, peering down upon us and and uh, checking us out and exactly what we're doing and how we're doing it and how much the infrastructure of the surveillance state. So I think the sub departments should also go if the departments above them go. Oh, absolutely! Get rid of the big department and everything under it. We'd be so much freer in this country without the bureaucracies, without the right. bureaucrats. Yeah. It's really true. Nancy, those and, that we truly need can be replaced. Mm-hmm. 
that are truly needed. Or let adult human beings make their decisions and not bureaucrats. Let's, let's work it out at the community level, not the federal bureaucrat level. And again, that's their whole plan, like uh, what Obama wanted to do, federalize the police force so you can basically control the police, the entire country, via one central federal hub. And that would be, yeah, what Obama's vision was. You see how that works. But, Nancy, I'd keep going. We're stacking up here. But you're, you're thinking right, and I think it's never been more important than now. We, 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 we've been disabused of any illusions otherwise. But, Nancy, you. bless you. Thank you. I love hearing your voice. Check in more often if you're able. I will. You Thank bet. You. All the best. And let's keep saying hellos, and I'll go next is Brian in Arwada. Brian, how are you? Matt, holding down the fort again. Keep it hey, up. Uh, have you gotten your new electric bill? Uh, I bet I have, but I don't recall looking at it, but I know it's going to be grim and ugly. It'll probably depress oh, me, Brian. Yeah. I'll probably have a bad mood oh. when I see it. Mine's doubled. The gas The gas uh, on my bill is 60 bucks. I live in a 700-square-foot thing. The only uh, apartment, the only gas I have runs my electric heater. Or the electric water heater. So by me taking a shower every day, I'm down sixty bucks. I can only imagine when I turn on my heat this winter. Hmm. You better stop showering, Brian. I mean, uh, and by the way, I can't. We can't blame you because you didn't vote Biden, did you? Oh, of course I did. I mean, he's a great guy, Pedo Joe. You gotta love him. Yeah, tapioca, Pedo Joe, Pedo Pete. <laughs> Is it Pedo Pete that they said in the diary? Apparently, that's what the offspring of Joe Biden call him. And that's, I mean, I played that clip earlier about uh, I was 30 and she was 12. What the heck? These are strange people. Sick people on top. Mm. Anyway. Could you imagine being in that family and being his daughter? You wake up, you wipe the dew out of your eyes, you want to go take a nice shower, and then there's old... Uh, Joe peeping around the corner. I mean, people are actually voting for this idiot. Yeah, uh, it's unbelievable. It's weird. Well, Brian, hey, I, I, I have something for you. One question. Yeah. When with this new budget request they have, you know, where we get no new border money or nothing, and Ukraine gets all our money. Yeah. Does that take a super majority or does that take a simple majority on um, that vote? I guess that's a good question. And I guess I don't know the answer, but I, I think it's just majority, isn't it, for for these kinds of things? I don't think – I think supermajority yeah, is for rare circumstances. The Republicans, well, the Republicans always make excuses. Well, we didn't want to shut down the government, so, you know – That's how the rhinos, uh, you know, go, go along with the bureaucracies and go along with uh, the power elite and betray their own yeah. voters every time. That's what they do. Yeah, I w- yeah. Then that's why I was curious about it. I think it's a supermajority. I could be wrong, but maybe somebody you, you else might be right. Pardon me on that one. And yeah, uh, so. my political we'll science class. Republicans, we will and stand strong. We're, we're nailing them. We're nailing them. Okay, and yeah, yeah. Uh, good luck with your your ability to shower in the Biden era, Brian. It's you know it's important hygiene, cleanliness is a virtue, but it's going to cost you in the Biden era. It, I mean, you're going to pay for it. So what are you going to do? 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.